One of our goals for 2021 is to help as many people as possible overcome their financial fofu. So we've got a big favour to ask. Please like, rate and share our podcast. The ratings make our podcast easier for others in need of a little financial backup to find us. We also love a little bit of feedback. So tell us the bits you love and any bits you don't and send through any topics you'd love to hear more of. Thanks all. Welcome to today's episode of the Financial Fofu Podcast. I'm Trudy Cowan. And I'm Sarah Eifman. And today we again have joining us uh, Paris Young from Pascal Satori. Welcome. Thank you very much. Happy to be back. Nice, P. What's been happening? Look, to be honest, I feel like each week feels like the same at the moment. I'm sure many <laughs> things have happened. Um, it's but, a bit like that, isn't it? You know, 2021 just keeps on keeping on. <laughs> now, I wanted to have you on board because uh, when we did our last episode, we used a, a lot of terms that perhaps are unfamiliar to a lot of people listening. And I wanted to go through what they are so that maybe people could get a bit of a better understanding of what that means for them in their business. Yeah, fantastic. Sounds great. So how about we jump straight into it? We talked briefly. <laughs> we talked briefly about a Comstrat. Yes. What is a Comstrat? Okay, so a Comstrat is a communication strategy and that is marketing fluff fluff for how you communicate the messages and your brand both internally and externally. So by internally, I mean with your employees, um, with your uh, internal communications, whether that's um, it might be a email, it might be a document, for example, or... Yep you know things like that so your internal communications and your external is all really your marketing your advertising any messages you're putting out yeah with the public yeah yeah so if it was a house again <laughs> comstrat when you're saying internally is inside the walls oh. and right. externally is to what the public sees when they drive past your street yeah what would internally be so externally completely um, like externally is, yeah, how the house is perceived on the street, whether mm -hmm. it seems like a wealthy house, whether it seems like a poor house, all those <laughs> kinds of things. Yep. Um, your internal stuff may be how you greet your family in the morning. Yep. It might be um, what Soft music you listen to. Yep. Yeah. Soft furnishings. <laughs> might be what yep. like music you're listening to in the morning or when you're cooking dinner or something, what TV shows you watch. Okay. Interesting. So I'm just trying to give people a different perspective because some of this marketing jargon can be really overwhelming, mm. especially if you've never spent a lot of time doing it. I, I think really a, a comm strat is all about your tone. Mm -hmm. um, and you use this word a lot, um, but tone in communication. So how you communicate to people within your business, but also with how you present that brand and what that looks like. So we often talk about my personal brand tone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if we were to use the differences of my two finance companies, one being SFE Loan and the other being Kudos Money, mm -hmm. what would be the difference in tone between the two businesses for people? So 
starting with your personal brand and personal branding is is very unique in the sense that it is what you want to share with the world and then hides what you don't which you know Sarah you and I have talked about quite a fair bit so um your personal brand is you so we don't really manufacture much much of that no because we want to keep authenticity right exactly and your SFE brand is very if I was to use some kind of particular words it's personable it's um to the point it's um collaborative in a way like it's very conversational so all of the tone and all of the messaging coming out is very much like um bringing people in on the joke almost (laughs) if that makes sense (laughs) Um, and um whereas kudos money is much more straight shooting no nonsense still a little bit of irreverence and humor there um, but it's a collective, so it's much more about connection and community and less satire or joke and more <laughs> to the point and um, camaraderie. Yeah, so you can you can feel the difference between the two businesses if they were people standing there talking to you. Exactly right. And that's why when we kind of, when we talk about creating personality and tone, the... The reason that we do that in brand is because people connect on an emotional level and we trust and connect with other people, right? That's the way that we're, you know, yeah. biologically and psychologically developed. Also so our subconscious bias, right? We exactly. are physically programmed subconsciously to do that. Exactly. And that's the whole point of a lot of um, brand and communication strategy because it is very much about um, semiotics and symbols and on that subconscious level how we understand something. So when you're creating a business, you have to try and get that business to feel as much like a person Mm. as you possibly can in order for it to connect with people without you physically needing to be there. Now, that has a name itself, doesn't it? Yes. What's I can't name? remember it off the top of my head. <laughs> Persona. I remember. You've, you've ingrained oh, well, it into me for so long. I know, right? I remember. <laughs> so, and that's a, that's actually a really good point because having a, so I, within my business, because what we do is a little bit different. So I use what we call internally as the P&E. So similar yep. to you guys with the P&L. Yeah. Just point out, very similar, but not the same. So the P&E is you've got, because the, the reason I'm kind of explaining this is you can have brand personas, which is yep. a component of a brand, but you can also have customer personas. So the word persona, again, with that kind of confusion yep. can yep. get really thrown around. So we use the P&Es in communication and brand strategy. The P&E is your purpose. So you've got three P's and three E's. Ideally, it's the easiest way to explain it. So you've got your purpose, positioning and promise for your P's. So your purpose is your why, your aspirational, inspirational reason for being, whether that's as a person or as a business. Your positioning, which is how you're positioned within the market. So what your offer is, um, where you relate to your competitors, um, whether it's a new offer or, you know, or an existing offer, your promise is what your customers or audience can expect from you. Okay. All right. And then you've got your three E's, your experience, 
which is how does your audience or customer experience your purpose, positioning and promise? Your expression, which is where we come down to the symbols, the semiotics, the personas, um, yep. you know, all those elements. And then your ethos or your character. So that's where you kind of take into account your values, your personality. Mm-hmm. And so those six elements all combine to create that kind of foundation for your brand and communication strategy, which we find gives you more flexibility and more understanding rather than just going, my um, my brand is this kind of persona or my brand stands for yeah. X, if that makes sense. Well, it's a more holistic approach, exactly. right? Exactly. And like a really good example, going back to your personal branding example, is Elon Musk, right? Yeah. So his personal brand is very much a maverick, very much an innovator and a forward thinker and all of those kind of elements. But if you look at his businesses, Tesla isn't the same as SpaceX, but they're all extensions of his why or his purpose or his reason for being yeah so whenever you're creating something it needs to have its own individual brand or identity or all of these words fall short but you know stuff has to have a combination of presence that makes sense (laughs) yeah to bring its presence to play yeah to play right is that another technical term paris stuff is my (laughs) stuff and things are honestly it's just it's the best because I will be having a conversation and you know I'll use the term brand and then it will be like well what is a brand or depends who you ask like all of these the reason that marketing is so fluffy is because all of these terms and things that we use to describe stuff just don't quite hit the mark depending on what context you're talking about them yeah they're really subjective to the person saying them and the person hearing them as well right completely so Talking along those lines, one thing that seems to be something that a lot of businesses struggle to do well, and I think it's because they just don't understand it, is being consistent within their style or their Mm. style guide. Mm -hmm. So they will deviate from what has been given to them as their uniform, shall we say. Mm -hmm. And suddenly they'll be, yeah, you'll have a, a blue shirt with khaki shorts and then the next day, which is when they're supposed to be wearing a blue shirt with khaki shorts, they'll still, they'll just put on a red t-shirt instead and wear the khaki shorts. Right. So, and so completely, I'm slightly having an aneurysm. You see them one day. (laughs) Yes. But that is a perfect description of sometimes how certain businesses present when they use their social media, when they deviate from their colors or their symbols or their logos, they change what they're using and suddenly their consumer is confused because there's no consistency. Yeah, I think that it's, you know, consistency equals trust and you don't buy something from someone unless you trust them. doesn't matter what you're buying. Yeah. You yeah. have to yeah. trust them. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, to if you to use the person analogy so you know you're hanging out with this person you've been hanging out with them for weeks and they seem cool and chill and like you know kind of surfy person and then i don't hang out with them right (laughs) and then all of a sudden you turn up on monday morning and they're wearing a suit right Mm. and you look at them Mm. and you go why are you wearing a suit this seems sketchy you weren't wearing a suit for last week um why like you know, are you the same person? Are you an evil twin? Like there's this whole kind of subjective thing that goes through your head. And yeah. 
It's there's a couple of things here. Firstly, if you have a designer and you agree on what your brand looks like, I'll say looks and feels like because that's really specific because it doesn't go yeah. below the surface. If you're happy yeah. with that, don't go and randomly add a red. Don't do it. If there's no red yeah. before, don't do it. There's a reason that they chose those colors for you, and that's color psychology, and that's a whole nother podcast. But <laughs> yeah, you know, that's your first step: is your logo and your colors and your you know, what we call typeface, which is just font. Let's just say font. Um, you know, you've got that. So that is what you need to use. Do not go above and beyond that unless you have worked with a designer to create what we call a visual language because your visual language are all the different elements. So, for example, um, say you want to start using a different colour, okay? How does it fit? Does it make sense to who you are and how you're standing out? Um, does it add anything? Because if it doesn't add anything, don't add it. There's no point. Um, do you need icons to communicate certain messages? Okay, what do those icons look like? Do you, you know, the perfect, I think uniform is a great example because you can kind of see it, right? You start coming to your job every day and you have all your, your um, employees in the same uniform, which is, as you said, khaki pants, navy shirt, right? And then someone decides to turn up in pink. Now, does it look like they work there? <laughs> no, they don't work no, there. No. They work for themselves. And it doesn't make sense in this situation and they need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> but does that mean you can't have a bit of fun on, say, Instagram and use some different colours on your stories and things like that? Uh, within reason and depending on your business. So within palette range as well. Totally. So, okay, gifts, right? This is a big one. Gifts. Everyone loves a gif. Gifs are great. I love a gif. I used one this morning. Yes. They're fantastic. Ask my business partner. Right. He, he communicates in gifs. Right. <laughs> Legitimately. So if it is in the branding communication strategy that you have a jovial personality and you use pictures to communicate things and um, it is consistent in your execution. So if you always use gifs, that's fine. If you don't use GIFs and then all of a sudden throw a GIF out, that's not fine because that's when the inconsistency comes through. So it all needs to be built into the um, brand and communication strategy. And, you know, for your perfect example with your brand, Trudy, like your brand still looks consistent. Your socials are all, you know, along the same colour palette. You always use some element of your branding. And I think this is a really good one for, you know, or your listeners as well, you don't have to chuck your logo on everything for it to be on brand. That's yeah. what your yeah, visual language so is for. So if you're using yeah. the right colours and the right fonts and, you know, the right layouts and you're chucking a GIF in in the same kind of way that you always chuck a GIF in, perfect, on brand. You don't even need your logo. Because yeah. people are smart enough to put two and two together. Um but if you but that also could be um, with filters and stuff yep. changing the tone colors of that gift to match something similar to your brand yep exactly when it's built into your strategy yeah, yeah. or even the types of gifts so like we're getting pretty deep here but for example <laughs> it's a gift party <laughs> so for example Trini, you might um, usually use gifts within a certain tone so it might be um, puppy with pointing fingers like yeah you got this or, yep. you know, you won't randomly come out with some sadist um, 
you know, a Halloween wow. gift where you're chopping someone's head off. Whole new side to my counter. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there's going to be a certain um, tone to that level of communication as well. Yeah. So no channeling the movie sort. No. Right. Well, you unless that's your brand, man. If that's your brand, go for it. If you are all about, you know, horror movies and s and I can go nuts. Hey, wow. <laughs> wow, to a turn there. No, but if, for example, if you had a dress-up store, then it would make sense that you're throwing out random Halloween memes. Correct. Totally. That would be presumably on brand. Yep. For an accountant, not so much. No. Well, not unless <laughs> you not unless not unless the mummy is using some kind of you know um, what are those things called where you used to count with um, beads. Ab- an abacus. An abacus. Yeah, like an if abacus. it's a mu- if it's a yeah. mummy with an abacus, totally on brand. <laughs> One of those calculators that used to spit out like the the printed rolls of oh, calculations. I love those things. Yeah, of course. You do. <laughs> It's, it all has to make sense. And I think that's what comes yeah. back to that subconscious of yeah. we digest symbols and mm. meaning and messages. It's our quick reference for us to understand things and categorise things. If you throw something out that doesn't make sense, you're going to yeah. create friction with your audience and your consumer and they're mm. going to go off you pretty quick. And I think this is a perfect example of why, you know, having business strategists and having a business by design and that marketing piece all put together does make sense and why that changes the psychology um, approach of of how people interact with your brand. So would you like to tell us a little bit about how psychology impacts people's purchasing decisions and what you can do as a business or or some of the phrases that get thrown around that might not necessarily be well known that go with that yeah definitely I think you know the psychology of selling is something that's ever changing and ever evolving depending on what's going on in the world you know what I mean so the influx of social media means that we purchase Mm -hmm. things differently you know we see Oh, I can't even remember how many it is, but I think it was, you know, in the 60s, we'd get something like, you know, again, numbers are completely off, which is, you know, very ironic considering we're talking on a financial photo podcast. But I think it was, wasn't, wasn't it 5,000 a 5, day? 5,000 a day or something, or, you know, yeah. it was yeah. really, really low in comparison. Well, it's still high though, really, like in the 60s, exactly. what did they have to do it? Billboards, newspapers, magazines. Yeah. And, the, and, you know, instead of using numbers, because I can't remember right now and I'm not going to make myself look like an idiot, but if you think about... Um, In the 60s, driving a car and you'd get, as you said, newspaper in the morning with your coffee, maybe a couple of billboards, driving to work, then you've got a flyer, right? So then the messages come Radio. Radio. Now. The wireless. Why the wireless. (laughs) Now you've got, you wake up, right? You turn on your phone. You have probably 50 ads without even knowing it when you're scrolling through social media because they're native ads. Then you've, you know, you turn on the TV at the same time, you've got Spotify going. Like there's so many messages coming at you that it's really important to be authentic and being authentic is not an action. It's an, it's an action, but it's not a value. You know what I mean? Like it's an outcome of you being true to to your value your values and yeah. to yourself and to your brand and communication strategy so yeah people connect with authenticity um social media is not a sales platform i'm mm. gonna ruin everyone and a lot of social media marketers <laughs> yep. 
but it's not a sales platform. It is an engagement tool to communicate yeah. with your audience, educate, inspire, and entertain them. If you go out yeah, with a mission to sell, you are going to fail. I always looked at social media from a business point of view. And to be honest, 10 years ago, most of my clients from finance, they came to me through social media yep. and I didn't have to try because I viewed social media as the same as if I was at the pub. Mm-hmm. You Perfect. don't run around the pub telling everybody in the pub what you do for work and what you can offer them because A, someone would probably knock you out <laughs> if, if you did it. And B, they would just turn their backs on you because they wouldn't want to hear it over and over every Friday night in the pub. This is what I do for work. Yeah. This and social media is the same. Completely. You can weave it into a conversation. Someone might ask you directly, but it's not something that you'd go around and sprouting to everybody. Um, and I always use social media the same way. And, it, and, and for me, it worked really well. I had a lot of people contact me and I still get a lot of people, Instagram, Facebook, DM, like mm. not even to my business page, to my personal page, um, because it was never, I've never wanted to shove anything like that down someone's throat because I can't stand it. Yeah, completely. And I think that's really important coming back to kind of how much do I invest? You either invest your time or you invest Mm -hmm. money with a professional. You don't, don't think that, you know, by putting a couple of posts out a month, that you're going to get the same as you would if you directed an ad at the right person at the right time. It's just not the same thing. It's a long-term strategy and it is more for validation than anything else. Like, you you know, as you guys said, you don't want to be sold something per se. I want the freedom to go, you look like you kind of agree with me, which let's face Mm. it, everyone loves. I love. You look like you agree with me. You kind of have something that I might need one day, but I don't need it right now. I'm going to go and take all of this stuff for you. And it's like a, it's like a bank account, right? As a brand, yeah. you need to keep depositing into that bank account value, entertainment. Tr- Trudy's going to love this one. Right? Just keep <laughs> putting money in that bank account, right? And then all of a sudden, there's going to be a time where you're going to need to take money out. If you see it, if you look at it like every time you sell something to someone, you are taking money out of that bank account. You are removing yep. the value that mm. you're giving them. And every time that you're putting it in, you're adding value to them. And that's the way that you should look at it rather than going, I've been posting all of this and it's not getting me any sales. Well, it's not going to. What's going to get you the sale is when you have a lead come through, they're going to look at your social media. They're going to look at your website. They're looking mm. to look at all these passive things that happen see what type of brand you are, what kind of information you're putting out, what opinion you have, and then decide on that, whether they want to work with you before they even talk to you. And that's yeah, the yeah. important part is it's actually doing all this work for you. Yeah. Yep. Yes. It's super, super interesting about, I think once you start to develop such a different perspective to marketing, branding, advertising as you said it's not the same thing it really opens your eyes up to what you've been investing your time into or your money Mm. um as as a business and once you start to develop that understanding that foundational knowledge it can really change the way you look at things and you if you take some of the information from this podcast and apply it to your own business it'd be really interesting to see what then happened Mm. definitely and you know as we were saying in our earlier podcast um it's it's all about you and your business. So just because yeah. Instagram is working for someone else does not mean it's going to work for you. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, just because email marketing is working in one way for another business doesn't mean if you completely copy that, it's going to work for you. You need to actually take a step back and go, right, I have my 5, 10, 15% of, you know, projected gross turnover that I'm going to invest this year on my marketing. Yeah. I'm going to start Q1 looking at these activities and then I'm going to analyze it and where does that sit in line with my goals? Am I getting, you know, am I capturing people's attention? Am I getting people visiting the website? What are they doing when they get there? Um, yeah. You know, are they contacting me? Is there something that's stopping them from doing something? What is that? Yeah, where's the blockage? Where's the blockage? Yeah. And you very rarely... If you spend 15 minutes looking at stuff, will you come up with the answer? That takes years and years of experience to be able to pinpoint Mm -hmm. something. Quickly. Yeah, quickly. So you need to be, (laughs) you need to be kind of patient with yourself and your marketing budget to go, all right, I may not necessarily be getting results, you know, a month after I did this activity, but if I've had 10,000 people look at this, well, that's 10,000 people that didn't know about me before. So that is valuable. Yeah. 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 Completely. Any final words of wisdom for our listeners today? Oh, God, the pressure. The pressure. (laughs) Um, Take a step out of what you've been doing, you know, before and look at it from a different perspective. I think that's, you know, if you're going to do anything and especially, you know, still being at the early part of 2021, Stop thinking about things from your point of view and see it from a different perspective because there's a very good chance that you'll find something that's a really good opportunity that you haven't seen before, whether it's, you know, marketing, product, brand, even business related. Yeah, completely. I think I'm going to do just that on my own marketing. There you go. Yes, we've converted one. an impact. Yes, <laughs> I've already converted to Paris's cult of design <laughs> strategy. So I'm already in the cult. So it's all good. You are on your way, Trudy. Um, Payne, it's been lovely having you with us again today. Thank you so much for your time and very valuable knowledge and experience. Thank you. <laughs> I need to carry you guys around in my pocket. Absolutely. <laughs> You're doing good, Paris. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Paris' cheerleading squad. Yeah, personal cheerleading squad. Uh, nice, 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 nice. Alrighty, so I think we're going to cut it there for today. We are pushing a longer episode, which is fabulous. I'm Sarah Eichmann. And I'm Trudy Cowan. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Financial Fofu. We really appreciate you tuning in and hope that you have subscribed to our channel. I just wanted to let you all know that the information and material in our podcast and any supplementary and associated information available is for general purposes only. It should not be taken as constituting professional advice from us, the podcast owners and our special guests. And we recommend that you seek independent, suitable advice that is specific for your unique circumstances. Thanks for tuning in hope to see you next week please 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 send us um, use our link and send us any requests or any feedback we'd really appreciate it cheers